There we go. Dr. Amy Tate. Let's learn about animals. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, good morning. Thanks for getting up early and joining in with us. Oh, well, you know, I'm actually um, starting my morning at work. So uh, I'm going right. in the clinic getting ready for a busy day. Well, that well, that's interesting. It's uh, I didn't think about that. Uh, I guess Saturdays are huge business days for y'all. Yeah, there's no, there's no Saturday rest for the veterinarians, huh? <laughs> Saturdays are busy, are busy days just because that's a day that we can meet our clients where they are and, you know, people are off and able to bring their, their, you know, animals in and our animals do better when our, their humans come with them sometimes. So it works out well for everybody. Well, I was going to tell everybody, uh, Dr. Tate here, she is, uh, uh, the managing partner at at Riverview Animal Hospital, which I've always been fascinated by. It has been, it's the one that's been on 280 like forever. forever. Like my entire life, it was the old, I think it was the pet motel or something, but the uh, old, yes. yeah, it, it's, it's been there forever and y'all have uh, survived everything and are thriving. And uh, I think it's great, but to give a little bit of a history and then uh, really want to kind of get into what you do and how, uh, you know, the uh, there's just been this explosion of pets over the last i don't know 20 30 years uh everybody has several now and uh it used to be kind of a rarity to have one right exactly so the pet motel started um in the 50s as uh basically kind of a luxury boarding facility out in the country for um you know pets in birmingham and um, it was purchased in the, uh, 1984 by Dr. Sirwitz, who gradually turned uh, turned it into a veterinary clinic. And um, it's gone through a couple of remodels and 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 redesigns. Um, and the original building had basically kind of like that 1950s like roadside motel where. Um, the, each wing had like little doors and little windows, and those were each individual like outdoor runs where the pets stayed, and they were 20 feet long and four feet wide. And but as our pets have kind of moved from the backyard to the bedroom, uh, so to speak, we've remodeled, and now everything is indoors and climate controlled. And uh, the the what you can see from the road, the original building part is just kind of a facade it's actually just um we kept it for nostalgia's sake so yeah uh we don't really have any of those runs anymore outside because like i said everybody's kind of um moved their pets from the the backyard to the house as as you've mentioned yeah so um I just think, yeah, I just love the history of of yeah. of the area because I mean in my memory the only things on 280 were were y'all's facility and Lloyd's that, that Lloyd's <laughs> and that like pink package store across the street those were the only things right. on 280 it's hard for people to imagine right. that but uh, that's great hey you've always been an animal person I was uh, kind of checking it out it looks like you're a big horse person uh, tell us about that a little bit uh, yes I have all the most of my family members and friends would tell you that I have been um, an animal lover from the beginning, and nobody really knows where that came from. But I was one of those pony girls who always wanted a horse, and I finally, I guess, wore my parents down enough where that happened, and I've yeah. been involved with the American Saddlebred uh, community here in Birmingham since I was uh, you know, 13 years old, and now I'm um, part owner of a 
farm out in Chelsea where my trainer um, operates Stepping Stone Farm, and we run. Uh, she has lesson programs and training programs and summer camps, and that's really kind of my personal mission is to provide a safe, fun space for young people to to come in such a turbulent world where yeah. they can just get outside in nature and. Horses teach us so much about ourselves and our emotions, and mm. you know they're they're animals that are very sensitive to those things. And you know you have to be really fully present. You can't be on your phone. You can't be, you know, uh, distracted. You have to be really fully focused on them. And you know they teach us a lot about our our body and our our brain. And you know they're just uh, the connection to them is. Um, you know, something that I think is great for all kids, um, especially those with um, maybe some, you know, that have difficulty kind of interacting socially. Yeah, you know, horse sure. doesn't kind of judge you for, you know, whether or not you don't have the right clothes or the right yeah. um, friend group or anything like that. Well, they just are what they are. I think it's amazing because, uh, I mean, I've lived here my whole life and I didn't even realize we had a, what did you say? It was the Alabama Saddle Something Association. I'm not a horse uh, person, yeah, so I don't know. Well, that's I, okay. I, I'll that's okay. It, it, it's a pretty small world. Yeah. So you're, you're fine. Well, I think it's great well, what I, you're doing. I'll tell you this, Dr. Tate. I, I, I used to, I had the, really was blessed. I, I'll say it. It was a divine blessing that I had a family out in LaGrange, Georgia, the, through a good friend of mine. I was able to ride horses nearly as often as I wanted to in the springs and summers and for several okay. years. And, and and I'll say it this way. Uh, I, I couldn't couldn't have guessed at the therapeutic nature of those interactions with horses. I mean, it is true therapy. I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yes, it, it is. And it's, you know, it's kind of, um, I, I was brought up by, in the world by John and Anita Cowart, who, um, uh, introduced me and taught me and, but they also, um, you know, reminded me that they were, um, you know, uh, these animals were blessings from, um, you know, God. We're we're blessed to interact with them, and it is our duty to kind of care for them and yeah. advocate for them. And you know, I carried that lesson into my into my vet world. Obviously, I started wanting to be an equine veterinarian, and um, I guess my dad decided to challenge me <laughs> to say that. Well, if you really want to be a vet, you got to learn all the things. So he sent me to work here at Riverview when I was fifteen, and. I've been here ever since. Yeah. I started in high school cleaning kennels and mopping floors, and um, you know I have uh, grown up here with the clinic, and and I was blessed to be able to purchase it from Dr. Serwitz during the or purchase portion of it from Dr. Serwitz during COVID time. He was our primary owner when he decided to retire to keep it from. Um, you know, keep it independent and yeah. privately owned. There's lots of changes in the veterinary world of um, corporatization and private equity money. And yeah, I was um, going to ask. Felt- I was going to ask about that because I've been fascinated. I mean, you're seeing it really in every industry, but yeah. right now, particularly in in the medical fields, uh, yeah. I was going to ask: Is that happening in the vet world? Because I know, like, uh, you know, particularly dermatologists and dentists, you're seeing it happen a lot. Is it is it spread oh, to the really? vet world? It, it has. So I would probably say pre-COVID, like 2017, 18, um, about 5% of practices nationwide were owned by um, 
um, you know, uh, groups, whether or not they were, you know, private equity groups or they were just uh, corporate groups. Um, through COVID and with the aging population of some of the veterinarians, now it's up to almost 22 to 23%. So there's a pretty significant boom in a short period of time. I think that some of those numbers are starting to cool off um, as some of the money's kind of maybe drying up or being redirected in other ways. But the, you know, the pet industry is a very, I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry on what people will spend on their pets. So obviously, um, either through healthcare, food, um, products, grooming, supplements, all of that. So, you know, obviously that does pique the interest of those types of, of uh, companies. And, and it was challenging. It was challenging to try to um, get to the point where we could, um, you know, offer a competitive um, offer for our retiring partners. Yeah. He felt like he, you know, got what he needed and um, able and, to keep it and but able to keep it. But the other, my other partners at the time felt that, you know, they weren't ready to leave the profession and they wanted to kind of keep the independence of what we had started going and, uh, we don't see any reason why we're going to stop at this point in time. So, okay. Hey, you're listening uh, to Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with Dr. Amy Tate, the owner, uh, part of, and owner of Riverview Animal Hospital. And real quick, we've got to go here pre- pretty soon, Dr. Tate. But just curious, as the animal hospital, uh, w- what's the range of animals that y'all take care of? Is it yeah, just this is, is sort it, of my question too? Oh, okay. Is how do you you talk about with the horses? What is the dividing line between sure. like a large animal and what the regular vet sees? Okay, so we see dogs, cats, um, pocket pets, small mammals, ferrets, uh, gerbils, um, guinea pigs, birds. Snakes, Any cephalopods? Uh, <laughs> reptiles, no. Um, possums, goats. But then, um, you know, our large animal veterinarians will see horses and cows and other types of farm animals. So we see just about everything else but that OC rabbit. I should add that in there too. And chickens, we'll see chickens and birds. Interesting. Well, hey, we we do have to run, but thank you again for for joining us. And I'd love to get you back sometime. I got a ton more questions about all this stuff. But uh, uh, anything you would like to say in closing? Um, You know, we just got uh, certified or accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association, which is a pretty significant. Oh, congratulations! uh, Yeah, achievement, which just means that we're holding ourselves to external. guidelines and recommendations for higher level of care. So, you know, we're here to meet the clients where they need, whether or not it's for, you know, um, sick patients, uh, well care, um, surgeries, whatever they, whatever they need, we're here for them. Well, that's fantastic. Right. Well, well, thanks so much and uh, have a great rest of your weekend and uh, we'll be back in touch with you at some point to hear more about it. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, take care. That's Dr. Amy Tate, uh, one of the owners of Riverview Animal Hospital. 